from MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech. I'm Sherita Brent, joined today by Wilts Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel Jackson and Flowood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today's show is going to be cloudy. We'll talk about some cloud storage services and their differences. How does the iCloud drive differ from Google Drive? We'll also talk about Dropbox. Tell us which service you use. You can call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back right after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent, joined in studio today by Wilts Couture information technology expert at Newcore Steel Jackson in Flowood and IT instructor at Holmes Community College and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. And today's show is going to be cloudy. We'll be talking about some cloud storage services and their differences. How does the iCloud Drive differ from Google Drive? We'll also talk about Dropbox and what it has to offer. And if you have any suggestions for alternative cloud storage services, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. Do you have the iCloud or Google Drive. Let us know how it works for you. If you have any questions or comments about how to operate them, call us at 877-672-7464. That's 877-MPB-RING or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Good morning, Wilson. Jeremy, how are you two today? Good morning. Yeah, doing great. See, you've already gotten your video game fix uh, for the morning talking with each other. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're definitely, uh, you know, comparing notes, uh, you know, Planning on what we need to take over next. Yeah, The Division is definitely one of the best games I've played in a while as far as like shooter games go. It's mm-hmm. it's very fun. It's very challenging. It's not one of those that you can just run at people and just take them down. You really have to strategize. It's a lot now, of fun. Video games today are just so realistic uh, to very the point true. they have storylines. And I've seen some you know explicit, explicit video games. So the ones you're playing, are they child-friendly too? The no, division. I don't no. think I would go with child friendly. <laughs> a lot of that. language, a lot of violence. All right, parents, I hope yeah. you hear that. What's the name of that game again? Tom Clancy's The Division. Okay. Um, and speaking of video games, uh, are there any new consoles or something coming out during this holiday season? Anything folks should be looking forward to? Yeah, this uh, this month, actually, Nintendo is releasing their retro console, which is going to uh, have a bunch of classic NES games on it. So mm. I'm excited about that one. Wilkes, are you excited about that one? Oh, yeah. That's that's the good stuff. Oh, I mean, yeah. It was pretty wild. Uh a while back, took a vacation with the family up to Gatlinburg, mm-hmm. and in the uh, in the cabin we were in, they had you know like the old style console, like you know like when we used to, we were talking about Pac Man and all what we used to play that on. Well, mm-hmm. they had an emulator in there that had all of these old games. And I just remember my son, who you know we got this Xbox 360, all these really cool games, and he was just absolutely fascinated with the old Nintendo games, yeah. the old Atari games, and you know just 
how much fun those games were. And it's like, you know, these are not exactly advanced graphics, but the, just the playability, the enjoyment factor that mm-hmm. came out of that. Yeah. When I got engaged up in Gatlinburg, I stayed at a, a place that had something similar. Was it the Applewood uh, Manor or something like that? Oh, uh, something along uh, They probably lines. all have those consoles up there, don't they? Oh, yeah. It's gotten yeah. really po- – well, it's a, it's a way to keep the kids entertained. Right. And, Definitely. Uh, well, hey, us, us dads, too. too. Yeah. Yeah. And adults, <laughs> right. We probably had a pool table as well, which, you know, yes. we did some of that, too. Well, I was looking uh, up some tech news and I saw something really cool. Uh, Uber has released this self-driving truck. Uh, so Uber self-driving truck company just completed its first shipment and it was 50,000 cans of Budweiser. Hooray beer! <laughs> so uh, this was 100 miles without human intervention to Colorado Springs. And so I saw the video and the actual driver of the truck was uh, in the back doing something else Chilling. while the truck was driving <laughs> itself. Uh, I would have been completely shocked if I were on the interstate and saw something like that. Um, but, you know, they, they do say that the self driving vehicles have a lower chance of accidents uh, you know being prone to accidents and things like that so what are your guys what are you guys thoughts about this uh self-driving thing do you trust it or what well i think uh the you know the self-driving without having someone at the uh, wheel i think we actually experience that every morning on lakeland drive uh, <laughs> there's quite a few folks out there and i'm sure y'all are saying that down in hattiesburg as well i've been on hardy street a few <laughs> yes. times it's pretty yes, rough absolutely um i don't know i, th- I think it's i think it's interesting um, maybe I don't know if it's just a sign of my age or whatever, but I, I get a little bit skeptical of it. Uh, there's, you know, I'm in the middle of teaching my 15 year old son to drive, mm-hmm. and just all of the the um, the responsibilities you have with that and the reactions you have to have with that. And as much as I really absolutely embrace technology, my hesitation comes into can it respond that quickly? Can it have that that human factor of you know what what do you do in an emergency? Right, mm-hmm. and where where are the fail safes? Like what exactly. when something does go wrong or a sensor fails, is there a backup? Uh, because I I believe that um, you know over time it'll get better and better. But I, I'm the same way. A self driving car it makes me a little nervous, you know, because being that I work on computers every single day, I know just how unreliable they can be. So. Yeah, that's a good point. And yeah. I think it, it also depends on who's operating the vehicle and how much autonomy they plan on giving the vehicle. So right. uh, under some laws, uh, uh, most laws, uh, a human is required to be present in the truck uh, mm-hmm. while the, the vehicle is moving. Um, but this guy was in the back just kind of relaxing. Probably having a beer. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was relaxing relaxing and letting the truck do its own thing. And I would just be so uh, on edge yeah. that I would yeah. still be engaged in the driving experience. Well, the company that uh, had the truck, Auto, they actually followed the truck. They they did multiple routes where they, quote, cheated, I guess you could say, to make sure that it would succeed on its journey. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the more they do that due diligence, the more that we make sure that, you know, it'll actually succeed in its journey more often. Right. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about cloud storage services like iCloud Drive, Dropbox, Dropbox Google Drive. If you have uh, any of these services and you have some questions or comments about them, let us know what they are. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. If you have any other uh, concerns about how to store things or back things up, call us at 877-MPB-RING. We do have an early caller. Gary is in New Albany with a comment. Good morning, Gary. What do you have for us? Oh, good morning. I appreciate you uh, letting me on the air here. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm a retired IT guy from Ole Miss Engineering School. And, uh, Howdy, I, Toddy. Uh, 
Right. Do, you, uh, do you hear me all right? Yes. Okay. And uh, I have tried to exhaust all four services. I'm pretty much right now doing most of my stuff with Dropbox. Uh, despite the concerns I had several years ago about breaches and security and all, you know, I, I encrypt my stuff anyway, all the critical stuff. And, You're a smart uh, man. And, uh, uh, Division's pretty good, too, by the way. I, <laughs> I don't play it nearly as much as I need to, but, you know, uh, I got grandkids at home, so uh, i much uh, schooling them. Yes, sir. All right, Gary, so you are primarily using Dropbox as your main cloud storage service. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and, and it's more, and it's, and it's actually, it's in the cloud. It's where all my critical documents are kept. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, of course, I have backups, physical backups, but this this makes it much easier for me to access it, depending upon what computer I'm, I'm operating from or device. You know, uh, Gary, do you use uh, the the free or paid Dropbox service? I actually went up and, and paid. Okay. For, for, I think in the two two gigabytes, well, not two gigabytes, but just over a hundred gigabytes. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when my personal you know, it's when they, uh, you see the uh, free storage there, you know. Right. But I'm using also Google Drive paid, you know, just the cheapest plan they got. And they're all they're all useful. It's just that I have found that, uh, at least as of last year, that uh, Dropbox was the most reliable. Okay, sounds good, Gary. Well, thank you uh, for helping us get get that started. I'll go ahead and say that I have a Google Drive account and Dropbox, Mm -hmm. and I have iCloud, but I've just not uh, upgraded the storage yet, so it always says when I am on my iPod, oh, your iCloud drive doesn't have enough storage to back up your music, which is uh, a concern. I need to uh, get that taken care of. But we can start with Dropbox since uh, Gary brought it up. Um, Obviously, it is free to sign up, right? Yes, it is. And go ahead. Did you have something? Oh, no. I was just agreeing. They give you two gigabytes free, and then if you refer your friends, you can get up to 16 gigabytes, depending on how many people you refer. Oh, free? Yeah, they give you another, I think they give you uh, 500 megs for every person that you refer. I think that's right. Right, yeah. Yeah. Now, the the plan that uh, Gary was just talking about, if he's, you know, um, some of the purchase plans, they call it the pro plan, you'll actually go in for about eight bucks or so a month. You can actually go up to one terabyte, which is actually a pretty good bit of storage. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, so how should people kind of make the decision of, okay, I should pay to upgrade the service or based on what I do, I can just continue with the free service? It's just definitely going to depend on what you're storing on it. Um, if it's a bunch of photos and stuff like that, you're going to probably end up paying because people's photo libraries get in the 50 to 100 gigabyte range mm-hmm. rather quickly, especially if you're shooting on something like an SLR and you're shooting in raw format, which I don't recommend backing up to Dropbox. That would take a long time. Oh, a very, very long time. Long time. Now, and, you know, and, um, and you're right. I think that's one of the big areas that people utilize the, uh, the cloud online storage for is, is backing up and, and storing those files that you don't want to use. You mentioned before about your music library, um, you know, mentioning pictures. Pictures are a big concern of ours. Um, yeah, my wife just got an SLR camera and started shooting on RAW. Of course. And I uh, had to explain to her really quick, do you realize how big those files are? <laughs> so if not the RAW file, which one should you use? Just a lower megapixel quality. Unless you're a professional photographer, you don't need raw format. Oh, okay. 
Um, so uh, we have a couple calls to get to, but I want to ask really quickly, uh, what all can you upload to Drop- Dropbox? We've mentioned music and photos. What else? Any Anything. files of any kind. Mm-hmm. Documents. Just it's a magic little box up there in the cloud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. And we'll talk a little bit more about this uh, cloud, imaginary cloud. Uh, but first we go to Annie in West Point. Good morning, Annie. You're on the air. Uh, good morning. Hey. Um, since the election is next Tuesday, this is the last chance I'd probably get to ask this question. Uh, while voting machines are not interneted, I have read or been told that individual machines can be programmed to, for instance, throw every third or fourth or fifth vote for one person to the opposite person. Um, is that, in fact, true? And how would uh, a county prevent it? Well, uh, this is a question I want to answer very delicately because, yes, it, it is possible that it could happen, but it would require um, a, a great deal of collaboration to pull something like that off. What um, what I read is that most of the issues were um, either user error or it was a badly calibrated machine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, um, again, it's possible, but it's more of a, a theory and it's, it's kind of a... a off base. Well, you know, there's been so much talk during this election about voter fraud mm-hmm. and uh, elections being rigged. And I did see a story. This this woman uploaded a Facebook Live video where she said she went to vote for, I think it was Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. and then it kept jumping to Donald Trump. And she said she stood there mm-hmm. and waited, and then she reported to the uh, to the to the voter uh, officiators, "Hey, this." This machine is doing this. And so, of course, she thinks, oh, this is a, a plot. Um, but you said it has something to do with, with the, the machine being being calibrated. That That's very interesting. And, it, and it's a very scary thing, especially if it could be true that there's some collaboration going on. Absolutely. Uh, I, what I read was that they have to calibrate those machines possibly every day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with all the voting booths in the on the in the United States, that's a lot of calibration to cover. So yeah. it's it's more of a tech nightmare than anything, I would say. And I wonder how often these voting booths have to be upgraded. You know, cause some of them may be outdated. Or... That's that's a good question as mm-hmm. well. I would say um, if you do notice any kind of an error with your with your booth or whatever, just point it out to one of the officials and see what they can do about it. Yeah, just kind of stand there uh, and and watch things instead of just voting mm-hmm. and walking off. You know. And I've I've also heard that. Um, the opposite of that, where they clicked on Donald Trump, but it went for Hillary Clinton. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, both ways. Yeah, well, you know, and something really interesting with that too, and um, and that is all of these are touchscreen. And I don't know if any any other of the listeners or anyone else has seen this, but sometimes when you have touchscreen, be it at the gas stations or be it in our own phones, touching a little bit too far to the left or to the right, even though you're there, could accidentally trigger the the item that's next to it. They're not always exactly precise. That kind of goes back to the calibration piece you're saying. Mm -hmm. But also, Annie, one thing I would also um, like to point out, at least I know in Mississippi, um, any votes that are taken on the electronic machines, we actually do have a paper backup of those. There are actually printers that are attached to those devices 
that your local voting precinct, they can actually show you where it registered. There's actually you know, kind of like a receipt tape, I guess, is one way mm. of thinking about it. That was a really big push. Um, full disclosure, I used to work for the Secretary of State's office. Oh, okay. Cool. So whenever these machines were actually coming in, they were coming through my office. And oh, that wow. was a really big push that, uh, that Eric Clark put on there, and I believe that Delbert has definitely uh, continued with, and that was having that accountability with something in writing that that was something that really concerned a lot of people around here so you can definitely um, ask them to verify that your vote as you voted is what they what they received in the machine Mm, that's really good information wilts thank you annie for bringing that up i appreciate it um uh, before we go to the break we have alan and brandon with a comment good morning alan hey sharita hey Uh, yeah i just want to say uh i really like the dropbox service i mean that was the first one I think the really that was available and you know, it, it, it's not, it's not inexpensive. I mean, it, you, know, you gotta, you, uh, I mean, they only give you like two gigabytes for the free account, which, which may, which may serve most people. But the reason I like it is, uh, I use an iPhone and the iPhone, uh, or I, I devices have a closed file system. You don't really have the right to go in there and, and, and drill down to the file level when, when you're using stuff. But, the nice thing about iPhones is just about every app that runs on them is compatible with Dropbox. So you can uh, – it, it's the good go-between between all of your various apps you're running and your various files and stuff. I, I will say I, I don't put any kind of financial information out in the cloud. I just I just refuse to do that. I mean, I've got plenty of storage space at home. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I use – you know, for anything that's sensitive that, that might be hacked out in some cloud service, I absolutely refuse to put that kind of stuff out in, out in the cloud. But uh, for as a go-between for using all my apps, uh, uh, Dropbox is great. And I do I do have to pay $99 a year for the pros, but it gives you like a terabyte of storage, which is 1,000 gigs is going to last me probably forever because I don't, I don't back up to the cloud and stuff like that. So just wanted to comment and say that. So thanks. All right, Alan. Uh, good comments. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that idea of uh, having financial information in the cloud and security. Uh, when we get back from the break, 877-MPB-RING is the number to join the conversation this morning. We're talking about cloud storage services, iCloud Drive, Dropbox, Google Drive. Let us know which one you use. If you have any questions or comments about how to operate yours, maybe you're considering get one or having issues with the one you have now, 877 is the number. We do have some lines open. We'll get to Frank on the way back uh, from the break. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent in studio with Wilts Petrea and Jeremy Thompson. Today we're talking about cloud storage services like the iCloud, Dropbox, Google Drive. If you have any comments or questions, you can call us at 877-MPB-RING. Um, and before we go back to the phones, guys, let's give a general definition for what is the cloud. If you had to explain it to someone who had no idea uh, what it is, how would you how would you explain it? Wilkes, you want to take that one? Oh, just throw me a hardball <laughs> over here, man. 
No, really, um, the cloud to me, the way I typically would define it to someone is it's services that are not located where you are. It's not your local computer sitting in your office or in your home or in the dining room or what have you. It is services provided by an outside person, either for free or for pay, to provide you with functions, functionality that you would you would want, but that you don't have to actually perform the backing up and the, the internal maintenance on those devices. Okay. You might also yeah. think of it like a USB drive that you can only get access to if you have the internet. Okay. So... All right, uh, Frank is in Jackson, wants to know the difference between cloud storage and the cloud. Good morning, Frank. You are on the air. Yes, is there some way to back up your entire computer hard drive to the cloud, or do you just need to have a hard uh, physical device to store your programs and all of that? Oh, no, there's definitely some uh, There's some wonderful cloud complete backup solutions out there. One that comes to mind is um, Carbonite or Mosey, um, that's M-O-Z-Y, by the way. And these are actual, you would actually install their client. It's a it's a, a service that you pay for yearly, and it's actually fairly inexpensive, but it will actually take everything on your computer, operating system, files, anything and everything, and backs it up into the cloud for you that you could actually, if, if you were to have a, have a catastrophic failure, for example, your, you know, your computer crashed, your hard drive went down, what have you, you could actually, from them, restore your entire computer. What would you recommend, the physical, or would you do both? Uh, me, personally, I do both. I actually, um, I would back up to the cloud as well as, it's just so inexpensive to get these little USB um, hard drives now that can sit on your desk. You know, I always kind of tell the story that, you know, one of the most valuable items on my wife's computer are the pictures. If anything happens to those pictures, I will no longer be able to sleep with both of my eyes closed at night. It'd be a <laughs> terrible thing. And so as a result, I back those up. To to a little you know a little Western Digital drive that's on her desktop, so those things are automatically backed up and physically located, physically there at the house. But at the exact same time, they're also being uploaded to. Um, uh, in, in our instance, we actually use Amazon as a uh, photo service as part of Prime. It's also backed up online, so that way you know if something happened at the house, say if there was you know God forbid a fire or something like that, those items are still actually out there. But I do have them physically located with me as well. And back up your programs on a flash drive. Mm, can't really yeah. back up your program programs yeah. to a flash drive so much. Um, I, I wanted to add that uh, the uh, the full backup of your computer might be uh, rather data heavy and unnecessary. Um, you would really want to just preserve your most important files um, if if you want to keep it cost effective because backing up your entire PC is is going to be it's going to take a while and it's also going to be a, a lot of data. All right, Frank, thank you for your call. We appreciate it. We go next to Linda in Port Gibson. Good morning, Linda. What do you have for us? Hey, Linda, you're on the air. Hello, yes. Hey. I have my, I have an iPhone 5S, mm-hmm. and I keep getting messages saying that I don't have enough storage, and uh, I need to know how do I save uh, my uh, data to uh, Dropbox. I, I just need to know how to save my data to Dropbox. 
Well, if you save and, your data to Dropbox, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Did you say something yeah. else? Yeah, and also I wanted to know, can you download an, an operating system to um, a flash card? I, my flash card is 64 gigabytes. Okay. I, I'll just listen for your answer. Okay, so... Um uh, regarding the uh, the storage on your iPhone, that message is actually coming from iCloud. So you could either uh, turn off your iCloud backups or you could purchase storage from Apple. But either way, if you get a Dropbox account, that's not going to fix the storage issues that you have on your phone. What you would be better off doing is actually hooking your phone up to your PC and backing up those files to your computer and then copying them to your Dropbox and then deleting them from your phone. That would be the, the more efficient way to do that. All right. Now, as far as the uh, operating system on the flash drive, you can do that. That's really something more that techs do because they, they need to have that quick access. That's a very complicated process and something that would take a little while to instruct you on how to do. So you could Google the process. It is possible to do it, but it may not be what you're quite what you're looking for. Okay. Thank you so much for taking my call. All right, Linda, we appreciate your call. You always call, and we, we appreciate you calling in. Thanks, Linda. Um, Brian is in Selmer, Tennessee, with a comment. Good morning, Brian. What do you have for us? Uh, yes, I heard you guys talking about the cloud and everything. A lot of times I have to email files that are, are way too big for email. I found a free service uh, called wetransfer.com, and you can transfer up to two gigabytes of files, and what happens is, uh, the file gets transferred to the wetransfer.com server, and the person you're sending it to gets an email, and it says, hey, you know, you've got a file here that you need to download that someone's sending you. They click the link and download the file, and then we transfer emails you and says, hey, so-and-so got this file, and it's good, and then they delete it from their server. So it's not constantly out there somewhere. Uh it's, I think it's free up to two gigabytes, and it's a really useful service for, for sending big files. Mm, okay. And that is a big thing we come across quite a bit. I think a lot of, uh, if there's one big frustration I've seen from a lot of folks with their email is trying to send those large documents, uh, especially if you got you know a big presentation, a big Excel spreadsheet, uh, right. something with a lot of pictures. Yeah, that's a... Um, I do professional photography, so I've got large, my files a lot of times in raw format, so they're way too big for email, and it's a great way to get things to clients fast. All right. I'd say as long as it's not sensitive data, that's a perfectly good way to to transfer things from one person to another. All right. Uh, Thank you for that suggestion, Brian, and I pulled up the website, wetransfer.com, so it looks like they have a wetransfer, which is a regular package, and then wetransfer plus, so... Uh, that's something to look into. Thank you so much for that call, Brian. Um, and so when we talk about security in particular, what is, like, once this stuff is out here in the cloud, how do you protect it? A lot of different ways you can look at that. For one... <sighs> because somebody mentioned yeah. financial you, information, you know, do you advise you, against that? I, you I wouldn't put it, it out there. I would encrypt it before I did, but that's also not an easy process for handling your data. But if you need to send it somewhere, definitely encrypt it before you send it out there. But can the average person encrypt stuff? Like, do you have to have some extensive knowledge to do that? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, there are some programs that you would want to use. There's, there's a lot. That's a 
Ooh, that's a whole phone that's call. That's a show of yeah. itself. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm kind of uh, with Jeremy on that. I, I don't like putting financial information out into the cloud. Um, you know, your services like you know Google, Dropbox, the rest of them, they do actually advertise. You know, they do encrypt, which means it would be encrypted in place on on their location. But I think that um, I think all of us would probably agree. We've all seen those news articles that have come out where you know this store or that store has had their their encrypted information accessed and and you know um, taken. So. I prefer to keep my financials a little bit closer to the chest. And a bit of a shocker for me when I was reading about Google Drive yesterday, it's actually not encrypted. Because right. if it was, you couldn't do Google Doc editing and stuff like that through mm. Google Drive. So that's why they turned that off. Okay. Uh, we have a couple calls to get to, but we need to take a break first. So Larry and Angie will get to you right after this break. We do have some lines open if you want to join the conversation this morning. We are talking about cloud storage services like iCloud Drive, Dropbox, and Google Drive. Let us know which of these you use, or if you're looking uh, to find one to use, call us at 877-MPB-RING. If you have any questions about storage and backing things up, 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back right after this break. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent, joined today by Wilts Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel Jackson and Flowood and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today we've been talking about cloud storage services like iCloud Drive, Dropbox, and Google Drive. We have some calls to get to. We go first to Larry in Hazelhurst, who has a question. Good morning, Larry. What do you have for us? Yes. Uh, I'm, I use computers nearly every day. I'm writing my memoirs. And I got over 100 pages done, and a few months ago, my computer crashed. And my computer guy uh, at first said he, he was gone, but finally he was able to retrieve everything off of that hard drive. Now, I've got a new computer. <clears throat> he put all those files on the new computer. But how do I back them up? He said maybe with iCloud. How do I do that? If you go to Dropbox.com, you can sign up for a free account. And I doubt that your memoirs would be more than two gigabytes. That would be a massive book. Um, you can go there and sign up for a free account and then sign in and set the uh, the program up on your desktop. And then you just copy your memoir into that directory. It'll be just like a folder on your desktop. And it'll be backed up to the cloud. Where do I get that? At Best Buy or something? Uh, no, sir. It's uh, Dropbox.com, and I'm not going to do alphas this time. <laughs> okay. Where, where is that gigantic computer, the cloud, that can hold all that data? Well, sir, that's uh, that's multiple gigantic computers uh, all over the United States and the world. They're in server farms. Oh, and they're, and they're just about everywhere. All right, Larry, thank okay. you. Thank you. Thank you for your call, and I'm glad you were able to retrieve your memoir stuff. Absolutely. Well, that was scary. Okay, Angie is in Poplarville. Good morning, Angie. What do you have for us? 
my daughters are in middle school and high school, and they've come home when they're using the Google Docs and Google Slides. Is that going to continue to be free for them, or am I going to end up having to pay for them to be able to continue to use those things? You know, I've heard that uh, question come up quite a bit. Um, Google has done a very consistent job of staying free. I, I would honestly uh, be very surprised if in our you know, near or even distant future, if we were to actually see Google start charging for those products, it's kind of what their foundation was based on, was bringing this out there to everyone. And they've really got a strong tie into the educational environment. Uh, my kids use those items as well, especially with the Google Drive and, um, you know, like I said, Google Docs and Google Slides and all those kind of things. So I know just as, you know, parent to parent, I would say the chances of those remaining free throughout our child's, our children's time in school is uh, very high to almost an absolute. I would, uh, it, it would take a catastrophic change in Google's entire infrastructure for them to change that model. That sounds great. Thank you. Yes, All ma'am. Right. Angie, thank you. Uh, in 2014, Google did their uh, their yearly I/O uh, session, and the uh, the CEO came out and he talked about how Google was first an advertising company, and all the other services that they offer second. So they use these free things that they give us to get to know us better. So they will mm. continue to be free. Interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I knew it had to be some kind of method. Uh, Nefarious. Let's see. Yes. Cameron <laughs> is in Oxford with a comment on Google Drive. Good morning, Cameron. Hey, how are you, Sharita? Hey, um, doing I'm, well. I'm a first-time caller, but uh, a long-time listener, even with my mom and grandmother growing up uh, in, in Jackson. But uh, I'm a student here at Ole Miss, and I love Google Drive. I got an Android phone a couple years ago, a Moto X. And just fell in love with the fact that I could sit down at any computer on campus and access my documents. Mm. And additionally, I've invested in a Chromecast. I've upgraded to a uh, the new Samsung, not the Note one, but the uh, S7, I believe. And um, I can uh, just sit down anywhere and access my documents as well as convert them to Word documents in order to submit them to teachers on the uh, online um, web page called uh, WebAssign, which checks all our papers to make sure we're not, you know, cheating or stealing this paper from somewhere else. And it's just very easy and very convenient for me as a student. And as you buy Google products like Chromebooks and Chromecasts, often it gives you free, but Google gives you more free drive space. And, uh, and you know, to hold on for extended years. And so I've just built up this online Google Drive hard drive to just for papers, documents, PowerPoints, Excel spreadsheets. And it's just great for college students and often, you know, affordable. So, but I just wanted to share that. Uh, I love listening to y'all. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you so much, Cameron. Thank you. And I'm kind of right there with you, Cameron. I love Google Drive as well. Um, that starts you off with 15 gig. Um, and so many opportunities for them to actually bump that up. I'm not even sure where my limits are at right now, but even as much as I like to store in there, I've not quite hit it just yet. Um, you know, and I agree being able to get to that information when you need it. One of the things we used to fight a lot in it was back in the day, you know, how do, people had desktops and they had laptops and how do you keep the information synced in between them? And these things like Google drive and Dropbox and OneDrive have really just made that seamless now. Miraculous. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Google drive. I have lots of, uh, videos that I upload to the drive and, you know, I'll delete them if I don't need them. Uh, but like he said, with the Google Doc, uh, I can 
edit it and everything from my phone. So I'm a huge fan of Google Drive, and it is very user friendly too. I don't know for some reason the 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 interface or the way that Dropbox uh, is set up, it feels confusing. It's sometimes. a little tricky. It, it is. is. It takes but, a little getting used to. Yeah, but I, I don't have that that issue with Google Drive. But I still have a Dropbox and a Google Drive. Uh, let's see. Diane is in Mobile. Good morning, Diane. What do you have for us? Um, yes, this is my first, I'm a first-time caller, Okay. Um, and I'm very interested to hear about this Google Drive. I will check it out. Um, I bought a phone. Um, a new, I had an iPhone 5. I bought a new iPhone SE about a month ago. Uh, I went on a – in the middle of the process of transferring data over um, and my photographs and everything, uh, they had to shut down because I couldn't remember my iCloud um, ID or something. Mm. Um, Anyway, I took over 600 photos uh, on my trip. When I came back, um, I tried to um, try. I, I'm having trouble. Let's put it this way: it's messed up my photos in my new phone and because of the stoppage. Um, I it's totally out of it. It's, I, everything is out of sync. Um, all the years are mixed up together. Um, I have, I, I hate iCloud, but I didn't know what to do. Well, anyway, so anyway, I'm back home and I thought, well, just yesterday, actually, I decided, well, let me just give in and try to see what's going to happen when I try to transfer my new photos to my computer because I back up everything onto a hard drive. But I think I have to go through the computer to do that. I could be wrong. But anyway, um, now my library says library is closing and I can't even access any of my photos. And I hate to be hate to tell you this, but I'm a new grandma <laughs> and um, I have thousands of photos. Mm. What do I do? I don't want iCloud. I really don't, but I don't. Am I going to have to take my computer in with my phone and uh, to an Apple store because I have a, a MacBook Pro? What am I? What can I do? Okay, so this is photos that's telling you that it's closing the library. Something is tell. I'm just getting a little tiny um, notice in the middle of the screen that says photos is close. Yeah, it's closing the library. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And and has it given you any notifications about force quitting or anything like that? No, I've been afraid to do that. Okay. Um, I, and would I really s- don't want cloud. I I have them all. On my phone, yeah, I have it off on my phone, right? And I and I actually when I when I oh, I always back up my computer uh, about once a month maybe, and I I only do it to the computer, and then to the hard drive. Okay, so down there and on now the I can't even get in the middle of this taking hours of trying to transfer all these photos. Um, it it, it kind of is stuck. Right. And um, I can't, when I put, uh, this morning I plugged it in again to see what would happen, and it doesn't even recognize my phone is plugged in when I plug it into my computer. And I haven't been able, of course, to back it up to uh, my hard drive, but then it's okay because prior to the, the, the pictures are still on my new SE. They're just not going to be able to get to my, new, my hard drive. Okay, Diane, let's see what we can uh, do for you. Well, Diane, we got quite a pickle here. Uh, Okay, so it sounds like there are multiple problems with your devices. Um, The first suggestion that I have is you need to close that program that has frozen. If you hold the Option key on your Mac 
and you click down there on the taskbar where the uh, the application is open, there should be an option to close, quit, or force quit. Click on that. That you know something about closing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, it that's all blotted out. So I don't ha- when I go to photos, I don't have that option. So am I going to have to hard do a hard quit? I think you may have to force it to close. Yes, you may even just want to um, actually shut down your MacBook. And before you shut it down, there's a little box you need to check that says uh, reopen all the previous programs. Uncheck that box. That way that program can get a full shutdown. And hopefully when it opens back up, all your stuff will be there. Sounds like it just had a hiccup during the transfer. Maybe you've got too much data. You said this is a MacBook Pro. Uh, How old is it? My MacBook Pro is from 2008. 2008. Um, but I have an external hard drive mm-hmm. that I always attach to. So I'm, I'm looking for this. Um, uh, um, for this particular issue, if, um, if closing out the app, restarting your computer, and, and hooking your uh, phone back up to your computer doesn't assist you, you, you may need to find a local professional to assist you uh, with your photos and everything. Um, there are multiple issues that could be causing your computer to freeze up. It could be that you're running out of hard drive space. It could be temporary files that need to be cleaned up. There, there's, a, there's a lot that goes into that, so it's kind of hard to narrow down your issue specifically. All right, Diane, uh, if you have any additional questions, you can send us an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We appreciate your call. We need to take our last break of the hour. When we get back, we'll kind of wrap up our conversation about cloud storage devices. You can give us a call. We do have some lines open. If you want to talk about the iCloud, Dropbox, or Google Drive, which one do you have? Are you considering getting one and you need some advice? 877-MPB-RING is the number. All our lines are open now, 877-672. 7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back in just a moment. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent. Here with Wilt Couture and Jeremy Thompson. Today we've been talking about various iCloud storage services, uh, the iCloud Drive, Dropbox, Google Drive. There's still some time for you to join the conversation. If you want to let us know which of these you use and how it's working out for you, or maybe you are considering one and need to be pushed in a particular direction, call us at 877-MPB-RING. Um, so I had a question, like, when it, I know with Google Drive, if uh, I have a link, I can just send the link to anyone and make it put the setting on it. Well, anyone with this link can view it. Uh, so when it comes to something like iCloud files, can you share files with people who don't have an iCloud account? I don't believe so with iCloud. I think iCloud is actually meant to interact a little bit more with your iDevices. And it's also sort of like your personal storage. It's not something that you share with other people. Yeah, your uh, your OneDrives and your Dropboxes and Box and um, Google Drive, those those 
tend to do what you're talking about, that being able to share that link, you know, for like a folder or a file with others. Now, there is a thing called photo streams that you can share with other people, but that's strictly for photos. That's not for any other kind of file. Okay. Um, so with uh, accessing these uh, storage uh, apps and things, do you also have to have an app on your phone? Like, do you have to have a Google Drive app or a Dropbox app on your phone? Or can you just operate it exclusively from your computer? If you have a phone and you want Google Drive features on your phone, you will have to download the app. But if you want to use it strictly on your computer, you can do that too. Yeah, I use uh, the apps on mine. One thing I've really liked, we've mentioned photos quite a bit. And, you know, the iCloud, they only give you just a limited amount of space. And a lot of us take a lot of photos. That seems to be the uh, the really common thing with these devices. And you know, I mentioned it, uh, Microsoft's OneDrive, which is another free cloud storage solution, it automatically integrates once you install that particular app. You can actually have a, there's a setting in the app that says to back up all of your photos from your iPhone, for example, into OneDrive. So it's kind of automatic um, that it's bringing those inform- that information over for you. Dropbox can do that as well. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. And so another question is can you access these services with or without the internet? Or does your internet have to be on to access the things in your Google Drive and Dropbox accounts? So your Dropbox and your Google Drive are going to download files to your computer. Your iCloud is not. So if you don't have internet access, you get no iCloud. But your Dropbox is going to have files stored locally on your computer. So anything that you have in your Dropbox, if you don't have internet access, will just update itself once your computer gets back on the internet. Yeah, I mean, a good example of that is, um, you know, if you're using it, and I'll use a business example, if you're on a on your laptop, you're on an airplane, you're flying on out because you're going to Vegas for the big show, you open up your computer, you don't have internet there, things like your Dropbox and your Google Drive, they, it, it's, it's essentially a folder on your computer. And what would happen is anything you change while you're in there, so let's just say maybe you're working on your memoirs or, or some of those kind of things, you can make alterations to those files inside that folder. And once you land or once you get back to where you're back on Internet access, it will then synchronize any of those changes that you made so that there's a copy in the cloud, but there's also a copy to you locally. Okay. And it also uh, saves multiple versions. So, like, say you wrote your memoir, but you deleted a paragraph that you wanted and it, it synchronized. You can actually log into Dropbox and find that previous version and get that back. Okay. Now, this is a question I saw floating around on the Internet. Is my storage service safe from hackers? <laughs> Nothing is safe Nothing. from hackers. No. I hate to be so doom and gloom about it, but if they want you into your account and they've got some credentials on you, they're going to get in. Um, it's safer because it's with Google, and Google fights back. When China hacked Google a few years back, Google hacked China back. So few people want to mess with the big ugly G, but... Uh, I would say it, it could be hacked. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, definitely could. I mean, it, these companies they have a um, they have a lot riding on the reputation. I mean, you know, um, we we see that every day with a lot of these different tech vendors. A lot rides on them doing their absolute best to protect your information because it's a pretty big black eye whenever they get a a, a compromise in there. So it's in their best interest to protect and not reveal our information. All right. Uh, another question I saw floating out there was: Does Google own the content in my drive, or do I own it? That's a really good question, and I did not know the answer to that until I saw this piece of paper and had to look it up. Mm -hmm. They do not own the content, but like I said earlier, Google is an advertising company, and they're going to use that information to streamline things better for you. They will dig through your content and make it easy for you to tag your photos. They'll, They'll go through and just try to find ways to make your information easier for you to access, but they do not own the content. 
Okay. Uh, so this is an email that we didn't get to. Um, this one is from John. I think I still know what goes into a PC, but I'm worried about buying the wrong power supply, RAM or video card for a new build. Can you direct me to good online directions and advice for this issue? So as far as power supplies go, uh, it depends on what kind of setup you're running. If you're, if you're running like a gaming rig, you're going to need something in the 750 to 1,000 watt range. Um, as far as building your own PC goes, you can look at PC Part Picker, and it will actually help you find components that are compatible with your setup. So it'll be able Repeat to tell that you. Repeat one more time. That's PCPartPicker.com. Mm-hmm. And you can actually go there and put all the stuff that you want to put in your rig, and it will tell you if everything is compatible, if there's issues, and so forth. It's a very useful tool for that because there is a lot of uh, specificity that goes into getting the right components for your computer. All right. We want to jump to this call. Last call of the show goes to Josiah and Jackson. Good morning. Good morning. How are you all doing? Doing well. Yeah, I have been uh, this much. I'm a first-time caller, and I've been listening to your shows. Thank you. And um, I heard uh, um, when you were mentioning some uh, Google product and uh, uh, Google Drive particularly, but Google also have uh, another app called Google Photo that actually gives you unlimited backup of uh, of, um, of photos. It works on uh iOS devices and uh, Android devices as well. So uh, what it really does is you have a setting there, just like you, you guys mentioned earlier. That setting allows you to back over all the photos, and every every now and then randomly it will collate all the photos and give you an album or something to that effect of previous events or previous photos you've taken. Um, I've been using this for about three years now. This happened when my wife somehow, uh, my daughter, uh, inputted multiple, uh, what is it called, uh, wrong passwords on her iPhone and wiped out the iPhone. And after that, I decided to uh, install Google Photo. And since then, this has happened again, but she didn't lose all her photo. It was backed up, and it's free, and, uh, and it's unlimited. For uh, uh, for a reduced, uh, how would I say, a reduced image size. So if you take a raw file, maybe about a one GB file, it will not, it will not up- upload that. Okay. Uh, Josiah, good information. Thank you so much for calling. And, uh, Jeremy, we're not going to get to your haiku, man. No. We, we have like 40 seconds. Can you do it in yeah, 40 I can seconds? Do it, yeah. Okay, go. Windows has a new security hole for you. Update Flash post haste or use Google Chrome. That's for real, y'all. You need to update Google Chrome, uh, update Flash Player. Do not use Edge until Microsoft patches Windows 10. There is a big security hole out there. Be careful, y'all. All right. You did it. Thank you so much, Jeremy and Wills, for joining me this morning. That's going to wrap us up here on Everyday Tech. Jonas Adams was our board operator. Kevin Farrell was our call screener. Coming up next, the original Southern Remedy right here on MPB Think Radio. Think Radio.